morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And wow, I hope you all had a great Father's Day. Uh, I took a day off on Friday. I may never take another day off again. Wow, what a drubbing taking gold to the woodshed. Here's the funny part. I still don't get it. I Maybe maybe I'm just I'm missing it. I don't know. I mean, we've got a full-blown trade war. Wait till we you hear all the things that we're going to be talking about again today. We've got people, more and more countries now, backing out of the U.S. Treasury markets and gold falling. Just doesn't add up. I mean, over the weekend, so I was I was really not in work mode. So we, me and my wife, we drove out uh, to San Diego Thursday. We got in later Thursday night, and I did not touch a computer. I did not get on my phone. You can do that now, right? I guess you got a computer in your pocket at all times. I didn't do any of that stuff. And and I don't even know if the TV was on for an hour the whole time. It was actually really nice. And when I got back into town, we got back into town. We weren't gone very long. We got back late Saturday. So Sunday, I started to get back up to speed. And we're in trade wars now with countries I didn't even know we were in trade wars with. India is imposing tariffs on us and and of course, you know, China is the headline, but Canada and Mexico, the EU and Brazil and all of these other things. But it just left me scratching my head because it really doesn't make any sense. Why would gold fall because of that? That's not good, is it? I don't know. I've got an idea of what I think is going to happen. We'll share that all with you. I did get, uh, you know what, I spent a weekend for mail. I got some fan mail. I got a post a postcard from my buddy Rick in Milwaukee. I do listen every day. What I don't know, though, is whether I can take looking at your balding mug now during each show. Pretty scary, Rick in Milwaukee. <laughs> listen, I warned everybody. I did. In fairness to me, I said I had a body and a face for radio. And I did not know this, but I guess Ramon put my picture up on, uh, if you, like, listen uh, via podcast or or whatnot, I guess my ugly face is up there. I don't know if I can do that either. That was the best picture I could find, too, by the way. (laughs) No offense. There's no good ones. I mean, you know. So I want you to know, Ramon, yes, because of you, I got this lovely postcard from Rick in Milwaukee. Uh, for those of you that listen, and I didn't even know Ramon had done it. It's not like he asked me, you know, hey, Joe, I'm going to put your ugly face up on the podcast. I would have been like, I wouldn't go and do that. But uh, nonetheless, we can get you out to glamour shots or something later on. <laughs> you know what they <laughs> They'd take one look at me and be like, yeah, no, here's your money back. You know? <laughs> I'm pretty sure of it, but uh, I appreciate uh, the humor and the levity. I needed it today. Uh, then I got another one, uh, another letter. This was talking about how 
the British are talking about uh, banning knives, right? You know, and of course we said it the whole time. You know, all along when they want us to try to just another way for them to take away our guns because it's the guns' fault that uh, on the shootings. And of course in Britain, uh, they they took away the guns and now they use knives and now they want to. Uh, I guess they want to ban all sharp knives, which really kind of defeats the purpose of the knife. <laughs> hey, I re I need a really dull knife. I don't ever remember my thinking to myself, man, if I just had a dull knife, I could get this project done. Um uh, and and of course uh I agree and he and he put in a bunch of little business cards he had made up and and uh Bad behavior, objects, don't misbehave, and fight against human nature, obey the Ten Commandments, you know, uh, respect, you know, that, that type of thing. Avoid astrology, palm reading, card readers, numerology, Ouija, Ouija boards, all that stuff. Uh, mind-altering drugs, uh, yeah, I may want to stay away from that. Even now, really, prescription drugs, I... I don't know. I've said it a bunch of times. I really think a lot of this can be tied back to uh, the the medication thing in general. And then everybody. So here's the one thing that I did hear over the weekend was this whole oh my they're separating the the babies from their moms as the people are coming over illegally. And I'm like, they've been doing that for a long time. Of course, the part they didn't tell you is that when they can't prove that the child is actually theirs, you know, or the parent has committed some other crime. Uh, yeah, what what shocked me was how many, like 2,000 of them in just the last six weeks. And it just had me thinking. Here in the United States, if you had a parent that decided, you know what, we're going to take the clothes on our back and we're going to walk across the country in the heat and in and in the cold and the rain and whatever it may be. And we don't have any money, we don't have any of this and any of that. People would be outraged if you didn't take the parent the kids from the children. But somehow in this case it's 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 horrible. I don't know. It's got to stop. Somehow it's got to stop. we got to do better. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. The world's lost its mind. It really has. You know, and, I, and I'm thinking about, and I don't know why. I, I don't really comment too much on the on immigration and all that stuff, but it is a financial thing. Because... Really, when you think about it, and, and please, can you celebrities shut up? I mean, please, really. You're not intelligent. You have no grasp of what's, what's really happening. Just stop already. I would actually like to watch a movie or go to a movie, you know what, but now I don't want to support any of you. I'd like to. But it's hard. You're making it impossible. Because you're ridiculous. Your comments are idiotic. Who would have thought? Well, I got to think about this. When did we decide that people can just go from one country to the next, to the next, to the next, and 
and and it's okay. I mean, that's never been okay. Why is it okay today? Right? Why why would why would it be okay for parents to take their children and have them I mean, think about it. Because let's face it, it's not like they're walking five miles. Right? They're talking you're talking about hundreds, in some cases thousands of miles. It is dangerous. Same thing with the drugs. We know, you know, you think about it, all of you out there, and I, you know what? It affects us all. We all know somebody. And for most of us out there, it's a lot closer than home than we want it to be. You know, talking about the drug problem, the heroin, and all that stuff. All that stuff could end tomorrow. But they don't want it to. Right? Think about it. You know, isn't the solution really simple? Let's get a, a better immigration policy, right? Isn't that really the answer, right, where they can go and go to the U.S. Embassy in their country, file for asylum there, and do it all there, and, and have it be safe? I mean, that'd be the easiest thing in the world to do, Right, make sure stop the flow of drugs across the borders. That'd be that wouldn't be that hard. But they don't want that. And who's they? I'm having a, I don't even know who they is. I know they're out there, right? Soros, all the the New World Order, the the the, the people that really let's face it, it's all about money. It's really, all they care about in power and. And you think about, you know, and I think back to when I decided that my uncle, Uncle Eric, wasn't a wacko. Because remember, you know, and I tell the story all the time when I first time I thought he was super nice guy, total whack job. A lot of it had to do with the things that are happening today. And I think back, and I'm like, man, that was 20 years ago. These things, they take time to play out. But he would tell me all the time, oh, man, this is going to be terrible for the United States. right? And People aren't going to make any money. Talking about we're losing all these jobs. Look at today. And yeah, there's jobs, sure. And we talk about it all the time, right? You can be a waiter or a waitress, a busboy. You can drive around drunk people. And I say that, you know, and I don't say that facetiously. I mean, let's face it, what is really Uber and Lyft? What is it really? That's what it is. You drive around some tourists that have been drinking. And they don't even have to be tourists, right? <laughs> Hopefully it does cut down on drunk driving. I support that. But let's call that what it is. It's not a good job. Even the jobs now that they say are out there, none of these companies want to pay you. You know, I, I missed a show a few weeks back because my one of my one of my buddies, his mother had passed, and and I didn't tell the story, and I was saving it, and today's the day. So before uh, the funeral, me and 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 two of our the other guys that we golf were golf buddies, and and we were driving up in my car. And 
before we decided to head up to Prescott, we went and had breakfast, you know, something you do. And we got to talking. And, and one of the buddies was talking about how he's had to leave for India that night. So part of the thing why we drove up together, we both we I had somewhere to be, he had somewhere to be, so we were gonna go up and come back down. And I and I said, India. And he's like, Yeah. And he worked for a major financial institution. Uh but not not like a bank. Yeah, they they're uh they help companies do their filings. Okay, so like their 10Ks and all that stuff and, and, and do a lot of it. So they're on that side of it. And I said, what are you doing over there? And at first he talked, you know, real vague. Oh, well, you know, processes and and looking for uh, any way to prove efficiencies and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I get it. But what are you doing in India? And he goes, well, what do you mean? And I said to him, I said, well, let me just be blunt. Are you in India because they'll do the same jobs Americans will do for a lot less? And he just smiled at me and he goes, it's, and he goes that's exactly what we're doing. He goes, and, and I get it. This is what he said to me. He goes, I get it. He goes, I hope I'm high enough up the food chain that I'm not training my replacement. And he said to me, he goes, you know, they work, it's about a third. In other words, having somebody in India doing the work cost about a third, okay? And, and I start thinking about all of these people that are coming into this country illegally. And, of course, we talk about how you hear it from everybody. We need to be more educated. We need to go to college. We need to do this and that. And yet hundreds of thousands. It's amazing the numbers. I want to say in the last six weeks, and, and don't quote me on this because I got it off the TV. I know that 2,000 children had gotten, quote, unquote, separated from their parents. And mo- most of those, if not all of those, is because they couldn't prove, they didn't know if that was really the case or not. And or the parents were already, you know, gotten caught or already broke a law here and were coming back, whatever the case was. That's why they do that, by the way. You won't hear that. No, we're just being mean. But they're all uneducated. Right? They don't they don't speak the language, they don't have an education and, and you think about what is that really doing? Right? What is it doing to the the nation? And of course, it it makes us poorer, right? And we've got to spend all these resources. Uh, you think about how much we're spending just to feed and clothe these people when we we could easily come up with. But I'm I know we could, but they 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 don't want a better system, right? And they don't want it to be. And it's frustrating because. I wish all of us would just get together and get on the same page and say, hey, wait a minute. First of all, this needs to stop. Stop the drugs from coming in. Stop the illegals from coming in. And now let's come up with a way to get this to work the way it should. 
I don't think it's that hard of a deal. But they'd rather spend, listen, they'd rather spend hundreds of billions of dollars to ensure it never works that way. And I just got to thinking about what my buddy was doing. He's there, by the way. He's still there. And it's a nine-week assignment that he's there. And he says that he goes, this is not his first time, but every 18 to 24 months, they're adding more people there. Jobs that used to be done by U.S. workers, jobs that, and he even said, he goes, these were, you know, if you're you're a college graduate, because they only hire college graduates. And he says, you know, these are, you know, forty-five, fifty thousand dollar a year jobs up to, you know, you know, staying in the lower level up to about eighty grand, right? Which used to be a good job, right? Today, that's not the greatest, but it's still it's a whole lot better than most. And he says, you know what, we can get it done in India for about twenty. And 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 that's really what, at the end of the day, what these people truly want. And Eric used to say it all the time, that we're going to, you know, rising tides, right? The, the, the wealthiest nation needs to fall back towards the poorest and the poorest right up to, towards the wealthiest. And isn't that really what we have here today? Right, all the BS aside, you know, and now we got at least somebody who says, hey, you know what, we're... We're never going to get it back, but at least somebody's like, hey, listen, this needs to be a little fairer. I I mean, people are acting crazy like somehow Donald Trump's asking for something ridiculous. They're all out. uh, Who was it? I forget who was out today. Someone came out today. uh, um, I don't think it was Goldman. Maybe it was Deutsche Bank. I'm not sure. One of the banks who said the trade wars are going to lead to a 10% decline in earnings, to put in perspective. And I'm thinking to myself, 10%. We probably need a 50% decline in earnings to get the jobs to actually come back here. Because if the job in India, okay, $60,000 U.S. job can be done for twenty. Ten percent's not enough. It's not enough to get the job back. And then you start thinking about, you know, what has happened to us financially. Think about what's really happened. Right, and I go back to 1971 because that's when we officially decided we're going to go full fiat. Right. They took the gold away from us in 33 and 71. They said the foreigners couldn't demand gold anymore for debts. And we're going full fiat. The total debt was $400 billion, most of that from World War II. And now we've got a debt that sits well over $21 trillion. We're adding almost a couple trillion dollars a year. Don't be fooled. And then uh, today, this was uh, one of the lead articles in CNBC talking about treasury holdings, foreigners starting to lose their appetite for U.S. debt. And I start thinking about 
The European Union says it's going to buy less bonds. The Japanese say they're going to buy less bonds. We're saying we're trying to sell even let's how look at how many we're trying to sell. Who's going to buy it all? Foreign governments pulled back their purchases of long-term U.S. debt as trade tensions are escalating around the world. The declines have been small so far. Just shy of about $5 billion a month in March and April. We need all the help we can get in search of buyers for U.S. Treasuries due to the enormous supply coming our way in the next few years, according to Peter Brokar. And you know what's funny is, not just few years. We will be running somewhere close to $3 trillion a year deficit. That's that's not a guess. That's not some whacked out prediction. You know what would be whacked out? $6 trillion. And that could happen. That's the sad part. That's why I don't want to say it. I'm going to tell you who's dumping and why we need to be ready for more when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Yesterday was Father's Day, and it's a good time to reflect on one of the biggest social and fiscal problems in America today, the sad plight of the some 20 million American children who are growing up without the care and authority of their own father in the home. There are many reasons for the missing fathers, and the least of all reasons is the so-called deadbeat dad. That's a nasty epithet coined by the feminists to show their disdain for men and their ideology that men are not necessary. Most of the children who lack their own fathers in the home have been made fatherless, either by their mothers, who decided to have babies without getting married, or by a family court judge who ruled that after a divorce, child custody should be given to the mother while the father is labeled non-custodial and ordered out of the child's life. The constitutional right of the parents to control the care and upbringing of their own children should belong to both parents equally. But when primary or sole custody is given to the mother, the father becomes merely a sometime visitor in the child's life, often just two days a month. That's why it's called visitation. His only value is considered to be mailing a monthly check to the mother, which she can spend any way she wants. The father loses all parental authority and fades out of his own children's lives. There is beginning to be some recognition of the injustices of the family courts who have deliberately excluded fathers from living with or exercising parental authority over their own children. Several states, notably Florida and Minnesota, have passed reform bills that recognize that in the case of divorce, the parents should have joint legal custody unless evidence is presented in court that one parent is unfit. More states are moving in this direction, and that is a hopeful sign. 
shared parenting would enable children to maintain strong ties to both parents. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The traditional family is the building block of our communities and country. That's why it's imperative to support strong marriages, respect fathers, and champion stay-at-home moms. At phyllisschlafly.com, we oppose the liberal attempt to redefine the family. To join us, visit phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800 You know, when we get caught up day to day, and like I said, I still can't explain Friday. I don't know. Why was gold down 25 or 26 bucks? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Because really what what is happening is exactly what we've been talking about now for over two decades. This isn't, you know, it's so funny. And I think about all the people, oh, they're trying to scare us. They, you know, they say it then. They've, they've, they've been saying it for 20 years. If you actually really want the truth, you'll listen here. Now you got to tolerate my ugly face on the podcast. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Ramon can dress me up and make me look pretty. But it's happening. Now they're talking about all of these companies and companies, countries, pulling out of the debt market. And they say 5 to $10 billion. And then I read the rest of the article. I don't know what these guys are talking about. Russia led the decline, not a shock. What was a shock, though, was by how much? Almost $50 billion they cut. They're down to only $48 billion in U.S. Treasuries. In March, beginning of March, they had $96 billion. And all foreigners now only hold a little over $6 trillion of the national debt, according to... Uh, to the Treasury Department. Russia's not the only country cutting. China, the largest owner. And this is, of course, this is what I think is really funny. We talk about the trade wars and all this and that. China, China holds the Trump card. This is it. They reduced their levels by $5.8 billion in April. Okay, they now... Hold $1.18 trillion. I'm not too excited about that. It does fluctuate. I don't know if that's a normal, you know, you need more than a month to, to know with China if that's the trend. It seems to be. Japan, the second largest holder. This one caught me, this one scares me a little more because it was bigger, right? $12.3 billion. So let's see, Russia cut about $50 billion. China added 6 Japan added 12 right? I mean, you're starting to, I mean, now we're, we're starting to get some big numbers. By the way, Ireland, the U.K., and Switzerland also all pulled back in the month of April. Now, I don't know. If this is something, put it this way, this is a trend. I do know that this is a trend. Nobody wants it. 
They already have plenty. They know the inflation rate is a lot. Listen, if, if real inflation, let's just say, if real, real, true inflation was only 2%, and the United States was going to give you 3 everybody would buy it. But they know it's not. With the deficits getting ready to explode, The Congressional Budget Office estimates the government has been issuing debt heavily. Just in 2018, and again, this was only through April, with 443.7, we already know the new number, right? Over 500, 530, 540 billion dollars. Oh, wait, I forgot. We got June's number. It goes by quick. Right? Jude's going to add another $100 billion to it. That is a 900% increase from a year ago. Of course, we had government shutdowns. It's up 140% from two years ago. So you can see what the path is. And, of course, when you think about it, if we're issuing that much debt, why isn't the economy growing even faster? At the same time, interest rates are rising. Of course, I've been telling you what happens when interest rates rise. Forces the debt higher as well. Through the first eight months of the current fiscal year, The United States paid $319 billion in interest. So let's add another $100 billion for that, right? Because, you know, eight months is $300. So we'll pay over $420, probably $430, maybe $435 billion in interest in 2018. 2019, we're going to pay, what, $500 billion, $600 billion. <laughs> Then it's going to be $800 billion, $900 billion. Then it's going to be a trillion just in interest. And then you sit there and you start to think about how is all of this really going to work out. And, and I, I got a really good idea of how it all works out. The same way it's always worked out which is it goes to zero. And this is why you take the time, you put some gold away, you put some silver away. And you know what really what you hope for? Is you don't have to use it. And you really, we hope what? It doesn't happen while we're still alive. (laughs) Right? I mean, that's what I hope for. But, of course, now that I'm looking at these, and and, and if it's true, you know, then again, so CNBC now, this is the lead headline on CNBC right now. Russia cutting Treasury holdings in half. Foreigners starting to lose appetite for U.S. debt. And then they've got a a picture with Vladimir Putin and, and, and the Chinese president, President Xi, standing together. What two countries are buying all the gold again? Oh, that's right. 
Russia, and China. And what have I been telling you all? Why? Why why are they? Why are all these other countries adding to their gold holdings? Why are they demanding all of their gold back? I think that's actually even scarier. Hey, I know you've had all our gold for like a uh, 100 years, but uh, yeah, just for, you know, just for giggles. We'd like to have it back now. Something's happening. We don't know what it is. They do. Right? And, and, and I know that that the biggest bubble that we have is this bond market bubble. How is all of this going to work out? How is it tied to to trade and, and no borders and all these other things? I think it's all tied together. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Really hard to tell. We got a great, great retail sales number on Thursday. Gold rally, the Dow was down because that wasn't good because that meant more rate hikes. And, of course, gold likes rate hikes. I keep trying to tell everybody that. Then Friday, the trade wars really picked up. And they haven't stopped. And then the Dow was down again, and they hammered gold. And, again, I don't know, right? Somebody I, – I do know, right? Somebody made it, went in and, and took advantage of a market, and down they went. And I didn't even know when it happened. Was it before, early, late? My guess is it probably happened somewhere overseas, in between trading hours and all that, like it normally does. But it doesn't matter doesn't change anything. And and you start to think about uh, this morning, Dow's down again, right? Gold stabilized, right? Gold's up three. The Dow's down 180 points. And people are starting to try to figure out what's happening. And, and the news coming from overseas is the, those markets are slowing. They're saying the Chinese market's slowing. Europe is slowing, even though, you know, well, Draghi says, hey, we're going to stop buying bonds. But that's about it, right? That was his dovishness. The euro's getting hammered. Uh, will the euro survive? Will the euro make it to 2020? I think that's a valid question. Because we'll have to watch Italy and Spain now as their bond spreads uh, become unmanageable. And now they're they're talking about the Financial Times and Barron's. Both have been writing about what is going on with the central bank. And then specifically, right, we had the Malaysian Central Bank. Uh, we had the Indian Central Bank, right, amongst others, come out and say the Federal Reserve is the one that, that is, causing all the trouble, and then over the weekend, Society General's global strategist, uh, Albert Edward, right, this guy's a pretty famous guy, published an article talking about uh, the looming recessions that are going to come and, and who's going to be to blame for them all. And, of course, I already know who it's going to be, right? This is a central bank problem. This is what they do. They bank rut. That's what fiat money is designed to do. 
I know that's hard for you to understand. You know what's funny here is they use the word stable. And you, you, you hear people, you know, Larry Cullo, strong dollar. It doesn't say strong dollar. It's stable. But that's the word. That's what the Federal Reserve says that its mission is. Full employment, why would a, a central bank have anything to do with employment, first off? I think, now, that got added later. Stable dollar. Now, for a lot of people, initially when you think about stable, you're like, okay, well, yeah, that's, it stays, right? It, it, it doesn't move very much. What we didn't realize is what they really meant was we'd like to be we'd like the devaluation to be stable, right? So it's always moving gradually downward. And really when you think about it, that makes a ton of sense. Cuz they keep printing money. And eventually you have what we have today where foreigners aren't showing up to the debt market. Now, right now, they're acting like, oh, the dollar's so strong. That's good. Other countries got bigger problems, right? We haven't gotten to ours yet. It's coming. But Edwards made his name for himself when uh, in the 90s. When, when he's talking about the Asian financial crisis, of course, another one of these uh, what I'll call a George Soros made event, right? This is where the guy, you know, came into prominence. And of course, he was making the prediction in 1995, and you can, I always like when you can back it up. Hey, I made the call, and then I can go to an article and say, yep, you sure did. That's always been my problem with a lot of guys out there who keep telling you that they've made the call, yet I can't find anything that says that they did. Well, t- today, well, I shouldn't say today, he's out with another call. And he's saying that, well, the all the central banks are cautiously optimistic and, and even bullish, right? Remember, uh, Jay Powell came out and said, yes, the economy, American economy strong. He's not so sure. Matter of fact, what he said is hiking interest rates will unleash another catastrophic credit event. And I don't know how he can be wrong. Hiking interest rates will lead to another catastrophic event. And he points specifically to all the quantitative easing, all the bond buying, the doubling of the debt since the last crisis. In other words, hey, the Federal Reserve tried to solve a debt problem with more debt. QE might look good for a few years. Taper might look good for a little while. Unfortunately, he doesn't see it ending so well. I'll tell you what he had to say when we return. 
800-951-0592. Talking about Albert Edwards, who was very prominent in the lead-up to the Asian crisis. And for those of you that didn't know what that was, that was the financial issue. That was an issue with currency. And now he's saying, hey, we're going to have this issue again. But this time, the United States is going to be heavily, not just involved, but will suffer. To the point he makes this statement, the Fed could well lose its independence over this. So, too, could the Bank of England. And in my view, they should. Of course, and this is something I've been talking about for the 15 years I've been on here. Uh, It is ridiculous that we've given them the power that we have. Right? And now they're bankrupting all of us and then lying about it. Right? We've got the fox guarding the hen house. Today we've got... a. It just came off. Wendy just just walked in during the break. We have sold uh, over the last couple of years here and there uh, the Canadian ounce and a half coins. And by the way, they're incredible looking. They're four nines on silver, which you know silver eagles are three nines. Uh, they're an ounce and a half. This is what I call the ripoff coin. Okay, this is what you, when you call the people on the TV, right, this is the coin they try to sell you. And they tell you how it's going to be a collectible and how rare it is, because they don't make that many of them. They don't, they are setting them up there. It is a collector series. That, that part is true. Unfortunately, all the rest of it isn't. And they'll sell them to you for 50 and $60 a piece. Even the cheapest guys online are in the, you know, $33, $34, $35 a piece. And really, to get down to 33 you got to buy them by the case. We're at $29 for the ounce and a half. Uh, there's 15 in a roll, so it's an, it's an odd one, right? So you, there's 15 coins in a roll. Each coin's an ounce and a half, so each roll is 22.5 ounces. I've got 20 rolls, and I've got three different ones. The polar bear, which is the one we've sold the most of, right? The polar bear, I've got 20 rolls. The falcons, we sold the falcons once. I've got 20 rolls. And then the foxes which, as far as I know, we've never sold, right? Wendy doesn't think so either. I've got 20 rolls. Each roll is 435 bucks. We're somewhere around 4 5 $6 cheaper than anybody. And then when you throw in the ripoff guys, we're way cheaper. But I've only got 20 rolls of each one. So if you wanted a roll of each, It'd be 1305, just so you know. Uh, so you got the foxes, the falcons, and the polar bears at 800 951 0592. 
We'll be back tomorrow trying to make sense of this crazy place we call, well, fiat money anyway. Patriot Radio News Hour. Everyone enjoy the rest of your Monday.